Hi, I'm Joe Sheeran, and welcome to the Dealmaker series. This show highlights some of our most interesting deals by talking to the entrepreneurs and the dealmakers behind them. Today, I'm joined by Martin Port, the founder of workforce management technology platform, Big Change. He's recently so. Hi, hi, Joe. Martin. How you yeah, doing? Really, really, really well. And uh, the sun's shining in Leeds. Um, we can have a beer uh, and we're all happy. Okay, yeah, that's great. And you've recently sold your company, haven't you? So, yes, uh, we brought in a new owner uh, who owns uh, the majority of the company. I still own 23%, but it's really exciting times. Brilliant. And it was U.S. private equity house, Great Hill Partners, wasn't it? That I'm right, that, right in saying that. That's right. Boston-based, uh, Great Hill Partners. And uh, uh, certainly uh, uh, we've, we've been talking to them to, for over four years now. And um, uh, they uh, are really uh, a great team of people. And we're really enjoying the journey so far. Brilliant, brilliant. Just before we go into a bit of the detail, Martin, I just want to also um, let everyone know that we've got Graham Pierce, who heads up our KPMG corporate finance team and TMT. And we're also joined by Akram Shahin, and they both led on the deal. So I just, you know, we've got a really good mix of people today with us. Um, so thanks so much, Martin, for coming along. I mean, this is absolutely brilliant. I, you know, it'd be great if you just tell us a bit more about Bing Change and, you know, how, you know, what's the story be behind this investment? Okay, so Big Change is uh, a business that was uh, established in 2013. We've been going uh, over eight years. We're in our ninth year. Um, we employ um, uh, two, nearly 200 people in the company. We're based in Leeds in Yorkshire. Uh, the uh, Silicon, Silicon Air Valley, um, and uh, we're, we're uh, in the mobile workforce space. So we're, we're in a, a market that's uh, got probably a worldwide market opportunity of something like over 10 billion, and um, we've got huge aspirations to be, um, you know, the world's uh, largest and fastest growing mobile workforce technology business. Brilliant, brilliant, and I mean. This is something you must have been thinking about for a couple of years. This investment. How did you, you know, how did you decide the timing was right to go to market, or what kind of were the triggers, Martin? So, um, uh, you know, I've been working with KPMG for probably the last six, seven years. Um, we started uh, working with KPMG uh, around the, on the audit side, and at that point, I had the chance to meet Graham uh, Pierce, who um, obviously. Uh, uh, heads up the uh, technology media um, uh, and um, uh, t uh, telephony. Uh, hopefully, I've got it right, Graham. Close enough, Martin. Close enough. Close enough. Okay. Um, but uh, more important, the person, Graham, um, he's really uh, worked with me, uh, supported me over the last seven years. Um, he, he's, he's, he's effectively nurtured us. To a point where we were a position to, uh, uh, you know, go to market. Um, obviously, um, we planned to go to market probably a year earlier, but with COVID happening, uh, things um, took obviously a different turn. But um, you know, um, you know that that whole uh, mentoring and that whole uh, piece that Graham did was hugely important to us uh, on the journey. Great and. Just over to you, Graham, just in terms of, I think we're going back to about September 2020. 
which is quite an odd time, really. We're in the middle of a pandemic. What was happening in the market at that time? And, you know, how did you decide to kind of spur Martin on for this investment? Yeah, thanks, Joe. Well, yeah, I mean, it uh, feels like a lifetime ago already. Um, but yeah, as Martin says, you know, we've been working with with him in the business for, for many years. And, you know, I and all my colleagues knew that the business would have huge appeal to institutional investors at the right time. Um, clearly, last year was dominated by COVID. Um, but what that did in the technology sector actually was shine a spotlight on businesses like Martin's with resilient business models and tech first platforms helping their own clients through digital transformation. So what we saw at KPMG was investor appetite. You know, it took a bit of a hiccup um, in spring last year. Lots of funds turned inward to assess their own portfolios. And as Martin says, you know, we we, we put a bit of a hiatus in the conversations we were having with people at that stage as well. Um, but through summer and into, into September, uh, autumn last year, institutional investors really came back with a vengeance and arguably even more hunger to deploy. Um, so, you know, for us, we saw we saw the opportunity in the market was was ripe and was golden, um, and uh, and and we followed through with that uh, with, with that plan. Great. And in terms of big change itself and the financial metrics on that side, what you know, at what stage was the company at that point? Yeah. Well, the the, the business has maintained its growth trajectory right the way through um, the pandemic. You know, it's it's one of the fastest growing software platforms in the UK at scale. You know, there are lots of fast growth, small businesses, but when you get to the size of a big change of Martin's business and you maintain that growth, that's where the appetite from investors really, really comes on strong. And if you get to significant scale and you're a global opportunity, then that's when you get American investors interested and that's exactly what happened. Brilliant, brilliant. So Martin, obviously the you know decision to actually sell your business isn't one you take lightly. What was keeping you awake at night? You know, what were you worried about at the time? Well, um, I'm from the bakery background, so I've never had a lot of sleep. So uh, the four hours I got, I used to sleep through. But um, no, I think the big thing is uh, when you build a business, obviously big change wasn't my first success. My first success was Masternaut. So I, I, I um, have experienced that whole journey before. Um, but uh on, the, on, on this journey, um, the big thing for me was uh, people uh, to make sure that uh, when we when we do a deal, obviously uh, uh, we take the people along with us and obviously maintaining, like Graham said, we need to maintain our growth and to make sure that we keep um, developing uh, new, new markets, new business. Um, and that's what we, we've done. Um, uh, in terms of COVID, uh, obviously, we, we, we took some steps to uh, streamline the business, make it super efficient, uh, try to, we, we furloughed very few people and the people that we did furlough, we brought them back very fast. Um, and we um, uh, and we got ourselves into a position where, uh, like Graham said, we were, um, uh, you know, overachieving uh, expectations and um, uh, we, we're now, we're carrying on in that vein and we're, uh, managing to attract amazing talent post the deal. Brilliant, brilliant. And Akram, you, I mean, you were really hands-on in this deal, weren't you? So it'd be great to hear from you. You know, what was special about this deal from your perspective? Thank you, Joe. Um, yeah, look, I, 
I think there's a, you know, the important thing to realize here is, and as Graham alluded to, there's a lot of interest around big change. Um, and I think that really stems from the fact um, that they're a, you know, they're a technology innovator in the field service management space. If you look at um, if you look at the uh, market which Big Change serves and, and the customers Big Change serves, it's really around you know the key workers which were vital to us in the in the current pandemic. Um, and I think that you know the JobWatch platform as a as a SaaS solution was able to one drive efficiency um, for these workers, um, two provide visibility um, of you know the you know of, of the jobs that were being conducted as well as ensure that excellent customer service was being provided um, to the um, ultimately the end user and I think you know Great Hill Partners was able to um, really understand the vast potential that sits behind the solution um, and consequently was able to run you know run really hard in, in, a, in a competitive uh, environment to be able to secure um, you know this partnership between you know themselves Martin and the uh, and the uh, management team I think that's why they were able to you know pretty much um, you know, run the deal from from beginning to end in exclusivity in just a little over a month um, and I wow. think it's you know it's not often we say this Joe but you know, and Graham will echo this as well it's you know, big changes is one of those solutions in the UK that has the potential to be um, you know a future unicorn um, I think is is really an, you know an exemplary technology company for ourselves um, in the UK. Graham, anything to add from your side? Only that when he says just over a month, that does include Christmas. So in my mind, it pretty much was a month because we're allowed a couple of days off at Christmas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, even that included Hanukkah, I think, as well. And as well, Martin. Yeah. Right. I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you had a better uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> Including holidays. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, and also we had, um, I mean, what, what the other thing about KPMG is the length and the breadth of the organization. So uh, obviously, um, uh, Ekram day to day was, uh, you know, uh, you know, driving the project, driving the uh, opportunity uh, the, the, and close, helping us close the deal. Obviously, Graham was completely, uh, you know, watching, uh, not from a distance, but close on and involved in obviously uh, very key decision, discussions. But, but bef well before that, we, um, Graham uh, introduced me to your um, Californian team, you know, based in uh, uh, San Francisco, um, uh, I managed to have uh, lunch uh, in the Palo Alto with two, two, two of your great partners um, uh, there that deal with tech M&A and corporate finance. And I've got some really good advice from those people. And and then also um, during the deal, um, Ekram uh, supported us. You know, we had a number of challenges uh, to get through, um, including um, Ekram bringing in uh, with... Uh, the um, financial uh, FCA team to help us, uh, you know, remove a license. Uh, maybe Ekram will probably uh, uh, tell us, say, talk about this a little bit more. But if we didn't have that whole joined-up approach, and it, it could have, um, it could have, it could have gone off on all different tangents, and we could have missed all the deadlines, and uh, and we could be still talking about the deal today. So what was that like, Akram? Just you know, you, you're working to four week or you know two week deadline. Yeah, look, I, I think um, you know I think the beauty of, of the way that we operate is that we're able to mobilise a team, um, you know, and, and we have pockets of teams that are able to, to come together, at, you know, to be able to support on all aspects of a deal. And I think that's the benefit of working with, 
you know, a big four that you know specialise in running these deals from from kind of beginning to end. And we had you know Lee Tavenport from our tax team. Um, we had Rachel Lowe from our uh, legal regulatory team. Um, and I think the fact that we're able to assemble this team and and, and you know get the deal across the line um, from Martin's end in, in in a smooth and efficient manner, I think is is fundamental. Yeah. And Martin, just because you didn't actually say what advice, I'm, but I'm interested. What advice did the U.S. Um, our U.S. team give you at that time? So um, the U.S. Uh, obviously, and I always give people this advice: you've got to be patient. You've got to, you know, um, you know, you've got to not not go too early. Uh, you've just got to go at the right time for your, you know, the first for the first big deal. Um, and I think uh, you know that that was that was really sound advice. Um, they were very much uh, thinking about me and the future. It wasn't about the deal there and then. And um, uh, they also made some introductions, which were very fruitful as well. But, um, yeah, I think um, working with a, an organization that's worldwide and has an incredible reach, um, you know, great people culture uh, was huge for us. And big change, you know, I, I, I'm supported by an amazing team. I've got a, gr a great leadership team. Um, and also, uh, you know, uh, there were other people that came in. We had Steve Martin uh, that supported us for a time and uh, he, he was superb. Uh, so, um, you know, we, um, uh, we, we, we really experienced uh, uh, the, the power of KPMG and the decision made, we made to work with, partner with KPMG corporate finance uh, support and help was was the best decision we like to hear that that's for sure <laughs> thanks for that so um just kind of reflecting back on the deal now i guess between the three of you what what lessons do you think are really key to share with other people that are listening to this podcast and maybe we start with them um, if we start with you martin on that that would be great okay so obviously uh, you need great advisors um, because as much as uh, I do my day job, I'm not a professional in private, you know, working with private equity and advising around this type of deal. So we need great advisors. So we had uh, obviously uh, KPMG. Uh, we use um, an excellent agile law firm, US law firm with a UK base called Veda Price. Um, and um, I think in some ways, uh, you know, we, we were. We were lucky with lockdown that uh, we had more accessibility to people, which was, which have uh, benefited to us. But uh, you know, you need uh, people that have done this journey m many times, and uh, you know, even I've done it. I've done about four acquisitions, or I've done two sales now. Uh, believe me, um, you're learning all the time, and you need great partners on your journey. Great, thanks, Martin. Over to you, Akram. What, what's your advice? Yeah, I think I'd probably say, Joe, that, you know, there's a realisation that you're going on a, on a journey, obviously, from a, a management team perspective, and, and we're there to support all the, you know, every step of that journey. But fundamentally, it's a, it's a huge um, time commitment and can be a distraction. Um, so, you know, what I would say is, you know, as a, you know, from a management team standpoint, and we had this discussion with, with Martin and the team quite early on, is a big commitment to be made of how you balance kind of running the business as well as um, as well as running a process. Um, and, and I think you know future management teams obviously looking at that need to you know, need to realise that um, you know that commitment has to be made kind of upfront. And um, you know it, it can be also a very valuable process as a learning 
um, as a learning experience. You learn a lot about your business in the process, and I'm sure Martin will uh, will echo that. Um, and you look at it in kind of a different uh, a different lens. But I think that's the main the, the main thing that we um, you know we often communicate to uh, management teams. I think the other thing you mentioned to me, Akram, at some point was around um, creating competitive tensions as well. Do you want to just comment on that a bit? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I think um, I think as you go into um, you know as you go into a process, you'll always get you know you'll always get interest from from different parties. I think the point around you know, creating competitive tension and really being able to drive value is you know, really centered around being able to showcase the business in its in its best possible light and, and really show the growth journey. Um, and that you know that really helps um, bidders understand the you know the future value drivers of the business. I think we were able to do that um, in for big change in in a number of ways. Um, one was obviously you know, ensuring people were staying close to the business, but really the trading updates that we provided on a quarterly um, kind of monthly or quarterly basis to some of those parties really helped drive the process forward. Um, and I think that's you know what really got us across the line with um, you know, Great Hill running pretty hard at the kind of the last hurdle to make sure they were uh, the right partner of choice for Martin and team. Brilliant. Thank uh, you. Uh, and I think we must have had uh, well over 100 interested parties. And before COVID, uh, we had, um, uh, must have been uh, at least, what, 15, com 15 private equities visitors uh, in Leeds. And I remember that just the day before lockdown, uh, you know, back in um, March last year, uh, the, the last day before lockdown, we had people coming. So, um, you know, it was a incredible uh, interest in the business. Um, so, um, no, it, it, you know, um, the the uh, the work that KPMG did and the uh, the amount of uh, you know uh, interested parties I had to field was was immense. And Graham, any any kind of lessons learned from you, from your perspective? Yeah, well, I think there's a few. I mean, it, it, what an incredible journey it's been. But I think over the overriding one for me is is just having conviction in 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 the business and the journey. You know, this was never a deal that Martin had to do. So we never got too carried away with the momentum of things and we were never exposed. You know, in the event, Great Hill Partners acted impeccably throughout that four and a bit weeks Um but it was nice to know that there was no pressure on us to have to do a deal. So often I see owners, entrepreneurs get whisked along in the momentum of a process and become desperate. And it might not necessarily be the right way forward. But in Martin's case, you know, we hadn't ever run a formal process. What Martin had done was he'd, as he's just said there, he he's, he's invested time in, in inviting people to Leeds to meet him, to get to know him and the team over a period of years. You know, this wasn't a, you've got an hour slot next week to meet Martin, good luck. You know, this was relationships, not just with Great Hill, but with other investors that he'd really invested in. And I think that when you get to the, you know, the, the heavy breathing stage of a deal process at the end, that investment in the relationship that Martin had done up front just allowed us to, to have a much more smooth completion uh, uh, experience, I guess, than, than, it, than in a more adversarial process where people aren't building relationships. I think the second thing um, that, I would, that I would pick out here was that preparation. So we spent you know, a lot of time over the years investing in the financial reporting structure, you know, getting the numbers right, getting the KPIs right, 
And then when we came to the process, getting all the specialists lined up and geared up so that we could move at whatever pace was right. The last thing I think anybody wants in a deal process is to suffer delays and frustrations of their own making. So getting the regulatory team briefed, getting the tax teams briefed, getting all of our specialists briefed and up to speed meant that we could do that deal basically from start to finish, including Christmas in a month, which was which was, I think, pr pr pretty impressive. Uh, and then finally, I think the, the other thing I've learned um, here is is just the slightly different and nuanced way that American investors tend to come at things, um, you know, how they structure deals slightly differently. Some of the things they look for are, sl are slightly different and you just have to kind of watch out for some of those things. And using our American colleagues, as Martin says, behind the scenes just to help make sure that all of that was, you know, uh, acceptable um, was was very, very helpful for us. Is it worth just mentioning, Graham, because I would find that interesting about what, you know, a couple of things Americans actually looked at differently? Well, I mean, there's there's the boring stuff that's buried in the legals, but I think I think it's more, um, you know, the, the structure of deals, you know, what they're looking for. I mean, I think Great Hill Partners are symptomatic of of the American market, which is much more growth minded and, and they do they, they are open to take more risks and they then they're less of a cookie cutter approach and they're more, you know, if we put all this extra capital to work, you know, what you know, how big can this become? How great can it be? And so I think I think just getting the structure around all of those things was very important to make sure that Martin and his position was protected. We sit on weekly calls with Great Hill, uh, you know, discussing our first hundred day plans and everything. And the messages, the messages are constant. You know, when you're building your marketing plan, if you need to invest more, just let us know. We'll make the capital available. If you're building your sales team, if you need more. So we have the budget, we have the forecast, we have all that. But if we, if we, if we, if we, if we can invest a million pounds and we can, generate uh, more enterprise value uh, by X, then, uh, you know, the money's there and available. So I, th I think that's what, you know, it's a constant. It's not just here's one budget, one forecast, one business plan, and that's it. It's a constant a constant reviewing uh, of uh, opportunities and uh, helping us grow. And they've got a proven track record of turning, uh, you know, taking businesses from, like Wayfair, for example, a business that started in Boston from pretty much scratch to uh, becoming multi-billion pound businesses. Wow, exciting times ahead then, Martin. Sounds like it. It's, uh, yeah, uh, really exciting. And um, as I say, working with uh, the Americans, uh, we both speak English, but we have a different glossary. So uh, I had to get used to talking about bookings rather than orders and uh, instead of whip, we talk about the funnel. Um, but um, uh, and I'm still learning now. So uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, and there's some great uh, methodologies and uh, um, you know the way they work is is so interesting um, and uh, you know it's constantly motivating me. Um, and we're, and we're we're carrying on the growth. You know we're we're doing really really well. We've probably gone up in the last two months over ten percent in value. So, um, you know, we're delighted in, in, in just a short period uh, that we've managed to increase our value. Brilliant. Thanks, Martin. I just want to finish with, just with some more lighter kind of quick fire questions for you, Martin. Um, you know, 
first one off the bat, which everyone always wonders about, is what was the first thing you bought? Uh, the first thing, I didn't actually buy anything. I actually gave money to charity. So oh, um, I, I did get a present, actually, from uh, uh, my, my some of my shareholders. They uh, clubbed together and bought me a nice watch, which, um, uh, which was very nice and everything. Um, but I don't like to receive gifts, so uh, I didn't give it back, mind you. <laughs> but it was very nice of them. But no, I I I I spent money on uh, uh, charities. Uh, uh, school. Uh, I gave money to a school. Uh, gave money to a youth charity, um, and then uh, to some um, uh, community charities that are doing work with uh, uh, people that are you know don't have the same privileges that that, that, that maybe I have or my family has. So yeah. Um, right. Yeah, at the moment, uh, yeah, lockdown is a great ground. It grounds you and uh, it, it, it makes you think long and hard. And, um, you know, uh, uh, money's never really been a, 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 the motivator here. Uh, it's much more about the people and the success. Yeah. And big change has got a history, don't they, of, of that kind of, you know, giving to the local community, don't they? Um, uh, absolutely. Is... Yeah. 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 And um, besides the watch, how did you celebrate? When the, when the deal was done? Uh, so when the deal was done, uh, I think uh, we celebrated in, with a huddle of all the big change family. Uh, we had a massive huddle and uh, everybody was on the call and that was a celebration. And then it was back to work. Uh, <laughs> there was, we were in lockdown, so there was nowhere to go. Uh, couldn't even get a takeaway. Uh, yeah, so... Um, no, it was. Um, I, th I think you know. At the end of it, um, we we'll get chance to celebrate. Um, but um, the most important thing is everybody's just healthy uh, and well, and uh, you know we're all of hopefully of good mind, and we can carry on and uh, keep 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 growing. And I love the story. I don't mind if it'd be great if you could share that you've actually created quite quite a few millionaires, haven't you, out of out of this investment. Oh yeah, we uh, we've made a few millionaires. Uh, you know, people that invested at the beginning, they got back just probably nearly a hundred times more than the hundred times uh, of their investment. Uh, the best story was um, somebody that invested fifty thousand um, pounds. A, 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 a couple now that they're probably near retirement, um, and that person, uh, I called them and let them know that. Uh, I had to make sure they were sat down when I was telling them, the husband and wife, but said that that 50,000 is now nearly one and a half million. Um, and um, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll enjoy this money in your retirement and for your family. And that, that's, that's you know, part of the journey. And uh, that's what makes it so great. Um, but, you know, I've got a job to do now. I've got great, great shareholder. Um, we've also got the management uh, and the employees are all shareholders in the business. So I've, I've got a job to do to support everybody to make sure we make a great return for Great Hill. Yeah, so just, just building on that, Martin, where do you see yourself in, say, five, ten years? Um, so I see myself in five, ten years um, uh, in, 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 at Big Change, but um, basically uh, my role, I call myself the CEO, but I could be doing any role at Big Change. All I just want to do is help the business grow and, and provide, um, you know, um, new ideas, new opportunities that just uh, 
keep enabling growth and support the people. So whether I'm the CEO or uh, an advisor or anything in the business, you know, uh, I'll, I'll remain committed to the uh, to the business and committed to supporting the growth. And is there your unicorn status in the future? Yeah. So yeah. So we're in the next three to five years, uh, we want to you know drive the business to uh, have something like two hundred fifty thousand subscribers. Uh, we want to get to uh, over a hundred million in revenue, uh, annual recurring revenue uh, per annum, um, and this should drive us to unicorn status. Uh, we're looking to uh, develop a, a business in the U.S., and um, that's hopefully uh, going to start in this year. And we, we, you know, that's a huge market, obviously. Yeah, I'm looking forward to following following your journey, Martin. It, it sounds amazing. It really does. I, I, I'm looking forward to the next journey with KPMG. Great, great. So we're just wrapping up now, and I just thought, you know, it'd be great to kind of reflect and think um, from each of you what your advice to future sellers may be. And maybe we start with you, Graham. And particularly around, I know, with a, a particularly technology companies, you know, one of the key things that they're always thinking about is, you know, what's the best way for them to attract USP attention? So can we just start there, just, you know, thinking about what what's your advice to people thinking, thinking about selling? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Joe. And, and we've touched on some of it already. But for me, um, what I've witnessed Martin do is investing in that process and those relationships well ahead of time. So, you know, I remember when Martin was raising those £50,000 um, amounts and, and less and some more from, from high net worth and, and friends and family investors. And even at that time, he had an eye on this deal. And that was five, six, seven years ago. Um, and what, what he's always done is have that goal in mind and build everything towards that. So, so I think it's, it's spend time investing in the process well ahead of time, build those relationships, get the house in order. I mean, we've talked about some of the things, but so often I see ill-prepared businesses, um, you know, with, with financials and KPIs that are all over the place or, or structures in them that just don't work or, or conflicts around. I mean, you know, these are all things that you've got the luxury of time to sort out properly and they will always, always come back to bite you if you don't get them properly sorted early on. Uh, and that's what Martin is, is very good at. He, he runs through walls and gets stuff done. Um, and then I'd also say, um, you know, it's there are different nuances around deals. But, you know, in Martin's case, you know, this is a partnership. You know, Great Hill are the majority shareholder. But, you know, Martin is still a significant shareholder and there are others. So this deal was not all about squeezing the pips out of everything, you know, making an enemy of Great Hill, you know, you know relying on the fact that Martin had built a relationship to, to ride a coach and horses through things they wanted. It's about a partnership to so recognize that your investor or your buyer has got needs and wants to um, and being sympathetic to those and try and find a route through all of those challenges, which includes value and structures and all sorts of other things is very, very important and demonstrates a commitment to wanting to make a successful relationship, which could be the next three to five years. Why would you want to embark on a relationship with someone that you've spent a year beating the hell out of trying to get the best possible deal for you, um, you know, that's going to be a, a, a match made in hell, not heaven. Um, so hopefully some of those things are, uh, are resonating with people. Akram, anything to add from your side? Yeah, Joe, I think um, 
there's probably a few other points I'll add in, in addition to Graham. I think one of those is is really showcasing your business as you go on a journey. I think Big Change is a great example of that. Um, we often, you know, we often see businesses which you know, come to market and haven't had as much um, uh, kind of um, you know, airtime in the market, and, and the market doesn't really understand the you know the, the solution as well or the journey that they've been on from a KPI perspective. I think Martin and the team have done a great job of. Um, one winning many many awards, um, which obviously Martin team are, are very proud of. Um, but I think also um, you know giving access and insight to uh, to the business to the wider market so people can appreciate the journey. Um, two is probably bringing an advisor, as Graham said earlier on the journey with you, because I think it's important to have those key KPIs really pinned down. You know what is the growth rate that you're going for? What does your ARR look like? Um, you know these sorts of things. I think you, you really need to, uh, you know, you really need to try and get nailed down as well as kind of churning things. Um, and I think that you know, the um, the other point I'd mention is having an open mind. I think a deal, and, and we saw this with, with big change, you'll get many different structures that are offered to you. Um, and on the surface, you know, on day one, you know, something that may come in you know, later down the line, you may not have even considered. So I think it's it's worth having that open mind as you enter into this um, deal mindset. Um, and lastly, I'd say, um, and, and you know, big change had this in spades. Have a have a fantastic team around you. Um, you know, you need to have you, know, you need to have the right individuals to be able to drive a deal and, and support a deal. Um, and, I, and I think um, Martin probably touched on that in a bit more detail. But had, you know, this great team at Big Change, um, and I think that really helped the deal. Um, one helped us showcase the business, and two helped us get the deal closed uh, within an accelerated time frame. Thanks, Akram. Really insightful. Finally, Martin, over to you. Uh, I'm going to say something really boring. Uh, <laughs> start bu build your data room on day one. Uh, and what you need to do is get yourself a KPMG data room, branded data room, and they'll show you how to build it. But that's, a, I'm serious. Build your data room from day one. Um, uh, you know, the do's and there's lots of do's and don'ts during the journey. Um, but obviously, um, like Ekram said, uh, build a fantastic team, have the vision. Like Graham said, you know, seven, eight years ago, we had a vision um, and we fulfilled our vision. Um, I think it was about a year out, um, probably. But, um, you know, we always like to do things in sevens, seventh year. But uh, we did do it uh, pretty much in the in nearly the eight, eight years. So I think that's quite good. But, um, you know, uh, make sure that you have that vision and then have a great strategy. And also, Graham said, uh, don't run out of cash. Don't give yourself uh, pressure. Uh, make sure that you've got plenty of cash in the bank. Thank you, Joe. It's been, I, I've really enjoyed this uh, uh, meeting up again with Ekram and uh, Graham and yourself. And, um, uh, you know, um, I, I realize what we, it starts to sink in the amount of work that KPMG did in this process. And, uh, uh, you know, I can only thank them on behalf of the company and all the employees and people and, and my family uh, for all their hard work. And thank you, Martin. I mean, we're really looking forward to watching you in the future and see how, you know, how things evolve on that side of things. So thank you so much for coming along. Well, that's all we have time for today. And I just wanted to thank you again, Martin, and of course, Graham and Akram, for coming along and making this podcast um, just amazing. So please do like, share, and comment on this podcast. And thanks for all your support to date.